And we welcome you to a raucous Wells Fargo Center as the Philadelphia Soul get ready to take on the Cleveland Gladiators. Bob Long and Rob Stott alongside for the official Philadelphia Soul pregame show. And Rob, this is a game, the Philadelphia Soul now 2-1 after a commanding victory last week at home against the Portland Steel. Cleveland, they played the day before, and they had a very tough loss to the L.A. Kiss in a game that I think is going to pay dividends in that side of the bracket. But this is a big, big game for the Philadelphia Soul today. They faced off on April 1st, the season opener, and were able to win that game, even though I know you're going to tell me it was a tight game in the second half, but that was a win. It was on the road, and now they are here today. It was, and this is, a, for the Solts, their first rematch against the team they already faced this season. But also, uh, it, it's, a, it's a cool game in a sense because it's two teams that prior to this season were bitter rivals uh, in the American Conference uh, here in the Arena Football League. You know, obviously we had over the offseason some contraction, went from a down to eight teams here, which sort of forced the Gladiators over to the other conference. But uh, two teams that, that have had some, some pretty classic battles in the past, um, you know, the, the soul coming into this one, though, have won the last four. The, the last time they lost to Cleveland was in the Arena Football League playoffs back in 2014, first round matchup there in the American Conference and lost. So since then, though, uh, it's been all soul in this this tilt. So uh, it, it'll be it'll be a good contest in, in one that, uh, you know, uh, hopefully you see the same result that we saw in week one here. And now before we get into this game, Cleveland against Philadelphia, let's go back to Clint Dolzell and his comments after the thrashing of the Portland Steel in last week's game. Here's Coach Dozell. Oh, I mean, <laughs> everything's a lot easier during the week uh, after a win. Everything's uh, a lot better. It's easier to correct the mistakes when you're watching film. So, uh, yeah, obviously easier. What were some things you guys did differently this week? That like got everything going. Uh, defensively, honestly, we um, and we played a little bit farther back. You know, we, we didn't make the reads easier. We got the pass rush and let them go. You know, get after him, which we felt like we could this week as well. Um, offensively, we got in rhythm. We played we played catch. They let us play catch. We didn't beat ourselves. You know, last week we, we did a lot of that, and uh, this week, with exception of one, you know, fumble, uh, we, we took care of the ball, and uh, I was pleased. Talk about how important it was for Dan to, to get a bounce back game like this. Yeah, I mean, he's a vet. I mean, I, I wasn't concerned. Uh, he, he's going to play well. You know, he, he's getting used to some receivers, and uh, he had to get used to basically you know, another guy tonight. So, um, yeah, I thought we did fine. I thought he'll be fine. Um, you know, protection was you know still good without Adam Smith out there. Newell did a great job all night long. So, um, you know, please, you know, there's still some mistakes we fit. Um, we got to fix. Romaine played well. Uh, first game back, he was rusty on a lot of things that he normally is a lot better at. And but that's why we want to get him out there and get some of that off of him so he can be ready to go for the rest of the season. In the third quarter, Teddy got heated and you had to calm him down. Could you talk about what happened there? No, oh, I mean they basically just jumped on his back and tackled him. I mean he, he, those things got to be called, you know. And the players get frustrated. They're working their rear ends off out there and playing hard as they can. And, uh, just because we're up, you know, they still got to call the obvious, you know, calls. And, you know, they're out there performing. They're still working hard. They want things, to, you know, to go well. And um, sometimes it doesn't out there. And I, like, I gave them that speech at halftime. You're up big. You're not going to get all the calls. I don't care which way it is. So you, you got to go play solid, good football. Without Darius out there, um, see the, the depth in your wide receiver core. Yeah, well, you know those other two guys are you know, really, really fast. Uh, they're they're a little different type of player than Darius is. You know, Darius is 
super strong after the catch. Um, these guys are downfield. Um, make you, you know, they put a lot of pressure on the, the deep uh, zones. So, uh, you know, they, they did well for us. Um, we still missed him. You know, there's a lot of things he does well. And, you know, this, this wasn't Jacksonville tonight. Um, they're a good football team, but they're, they're not quite ready, uh, you know, to be in Jacksonville category. So. And when will you find out, uh, either from Darius or from, from another source, how things went today for him? Uh, we'll, we'll know tomorrow. I mean, it, it was more of a mini camp type deal, so he'll be back for still you know, another month and a half whenever camp starts up, so we'll be fine. All right, so there's Coach Dolzell. Uh, now, uh, as we asked him there during that interview, uh, post-game press conference from last week, just sort of to reflect on the bounce-back performance of his quarterback, Dan Radabaugh. So now we had the opportunity to, to listen to and, and hear what Radabaugh had to say after that game. So let, let's go and listen to Dan. Yeah, uh, you know, we uh, I thought we had a really good week of practice, especially with a short turnaround. We're going to have to have another one this week. Um, guys executed well. well. We like to start fast, got out early, and uh, I don't think we caught the lull that we caught the other week. So it's good, uh, good to get the win in front of the home fans and uh, build a little momentum. What were some of the things you guys did differently this week versus last week? We didn't throw three interceptions. I mean, it basically comes down to that. I thought we protected the ball pretty well. Uh, we had a new old lineman in there, and I thought he blocked his tail off, did a wonderful job, and, you know, played tight defense and, and took advantage of uh, stops when they got them and, you know, kept ourselves out of bad situations after that first fourth down touchdown. So. How did you feel to get the offense back rolling the way how normally it is? Yeah, I was actually in there talking with Coach about it. You know, it feels good to be in a rhythm. You know, even after we beat Cleveland early in the season, it still didn't feel – like we was in in our own tempo, so uh, it's nice to get in, in a rhythm tonight. I think we scored every time but once when we touched in. We'll be able to clean that up. So uh, I'm proud of my guys. They blocked their tail off, and uh, you know I just just went out there and tried to do my job. Dan, can you talk about McDaniel's performance today? Uh, yeah, you know Ryan shows up every week. He's uh, one of those guys. He, he gets down to the nitty gritty, plays hard. You guys can hear him and see him screaming, and he plays with passion. There's only one way to play this game, and uh, if you ever needed to. to teach someone who'd never seen a football game before how you're supposed to play it, you would tell them to watch Ryan McDaniel. So, uh, I mean, I'm proud of him. He's got wonderful hands, made some big plays at, at, at big times, and you know, there's still some incompletions out there that we left that we're going to clean up and, and get right, but uh, like I said, I'm proud of my guys. I'll go to war with them any day. You guys had the ball. You guys, your offense was rolling, but you didn't have Darius out on the field. What, what does that sort of say? Uh, you know, uh, we love Darius, and, you know, he, he's doing his thing. Uh, he'll be back, and you know, he's just another cog in a touchdown machine. And uh, that guy d brings a, uh, some dynamic stuff to the arena football field, and we're very lucky to have him. And we'll get him back going again. And you guys have seen just a little bit of what he can do. So, but hey, our other guy stepped up. Chris DeVault had a, a heck of a game, and mm -hmm. Harvey Benford might be the fastest guy in the whole league. So, <laughs> how did they have Harvey back in the lineup? Oh, uh, good. Uh, I mean, Harvey's a special teams nightmare for a lot of teams, and uh, he puts pressure on, on the secondary with his speed. But uh, he's got to get going playing with some confidence a little mm -hmm. bit. You can mm -hmm. see a little early, maybe a mental mistake here or there. Had a, a ball got on him that he dropped. But, you know, Coach and I might be a little tough on him. But mm -hmm. at the same time, as soon as we get to the bench, we're, we're building him right back up. And uh, like I said, he's a weapon that we're going to utilize a lot. Dan, you're in a stretch of six home games out of a total of seven. And how important is it to sort of build that momentum, build up the fan base, and, and be consistent over this next stretch? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, there's a, a mantra we've been living by here. We've, we've played well at home for the last few years. And, you know, we got off on the wrong foot last weekend. And we wanted to come out and make a statement this week, say, hey, this is our turf. You guys want to come in here? You're in for a dog fight. So 
it, it's nice to get the win in front of the Philly fans. I mean, there's no better fans in this league. And you saw it tonight. They were behind us early and often. And uh, it's unlike uh, some other seasons when we've started out on the road more often. But, hey, I don't want to play anywhere else but here. So it's great to get it going. And uh, they'll be behind us when we get it, get a little rhythm going. But then at the end of the season, it reverses because of the convention that's coming here. Well, I mean, you know, you want to play well at home. But when you're on the road, I feel like there's less distraction. I know that seems kind of the opposite of what you may think, but right. it's kind of us against the world mm -hmm. when we're on the road and we'll all go out to dinner together and we have meetings and stuff at the hotel. So it's, we're a tight-knit group and we're only getting closer. So, I mean, watch out for some of the things we're going to do. I've got a lot of confidence in these guys and our coaches and our organization putting the right pieces on the table. How about getting ready to play Cleveland now? You know, Cleveland and us have gone back and forth for years and uh, we had their number week one. Uh, I know Coach Dalzell is going to do a good job game planning. I know Coach Tun and... Uh, Coach Seleski are, are, are veterans in this game, too, and they're going to change it up and have something for us, too, I'm sure. So they've had a lot of player turnover just in these two or three weeks as well. So we're going to have to buckle down, hit the film hard, and I like our chances. We just got to go out and execute. Cool. Thank you. All right, Dan. Thank you. All right, fellas. Appreciate it. And that was Dan Radabaugh, his post-game press conference. And it's great to see him bouncing back. Rob, it really is, because he's a guy that was the AFL MVP last year. He showed again last week why that was the case, and that the multiple interceptions and turnovers that he had in each of the first two games, you know, maybe uh, a little bit of a, an anomaly for the star quarterback, Radaball. For sure not. I mean, even at the beginning of the Portland game, you could tell he was a little bit shaky. Uh, only completed four or eight passes in his, in his first quarter there, but... Uh, you know, he, he had two passes in a row, if you remember, that went for touchdowns. And, and after that, it just sort of seemed to, to click for him, and it all sort of came together and, and really put together uh, just one of the, the better performances you'll see all year. And that's the kind of thing we hope to, to see continue uh, as the season progresses and he gets sort of back into game form and, and um, really on a roll here. Yeah, Rob, because there was a point in that game where that – Hundred or I should say, eleven touchdown record in terms of passing touchdowns for a quarterback in a game that was in jeopardy for a period of time. Of course, he came up just a little bit short, but again, what a great performance for him! Yeah, and that's like like we said, you know, that's the kind of thing you sort of expect from a guy like Radaball, who's who's been one of the elite Arena Football League quarterbacks here over the last few years. So um, yeah, definitely a nice bounce back, and uh, hopefully that continues into this week against Cleveland. You are listening to the official Philadelphia Soul pregame show right here on Bob Long Sports with Bob Long and Rob Stott. Now, we mentioned that these teams played each other. It was the first game of the season, a Friday night, first kick. It was on the road, and the Philadelphia Soul came up with that victory. Rob, some of the backstory behind that game. Yeah, that was a, the, the Soul came out quick uh, in, in that one, their first meeting here, the first game of the season. Um, you know, jumped out to a really early 21-0 lead less than 10 minutes into the game. Uh, Radaball throwing three touchdowns. That was also the, the breakout party for Darius Reynolds. Uh, new acquisition, his first time on the field for the Soul. And um, really, really got on the Gladiators earlier, early. Uh, and then not only did they jump out to a 21-0 lead, but by halftime, uh, or just before halftime, it, it was 42-7 to, to seven the Soul. Um, Cleveland did manage to mount a little bit of a comeback there and, and make the score look close. But, I mean, this, that was a game from start to finish um, that, that, you know, you sort of expected from the soul coming out here early in, in this 2016 AFL season. You know, they had a high expectations. 
you know, aspirations to get into the Arena Bowl um, and and really put on a good show in Cleveland uh, in, on opening weekend here. So, um, I don't, you know, you kind of hope to see that kind of same performance. Uh, coming off of the game they had against Portland, it, it seems like they're certainly back on track. But that that if you're going to take anything from that game, it's it's that, you know, Rata, you look at Rata, the performance of Radaball, um, and, and that was uh, a highlight of week one and, and certainly a highlight of week three, and hopefully you think that that's the way this could trend, this season could trend for him, and uh, we'll see here, though. Next, we will talk with Sean Kalanamoku and his comments after the game. As, as it was, coming off a bad loss coming out tonight. Yeah, we know we had to prepare for Portland. You know, last week was a tough week. You know, too many turnovers, too many... You know, just too many bad plays out there. And, you know, we knew we had to go in, correct the film, get back at it again, and prepare for this uh, really good uh, Portland team. So we just came out there today and uh, let it all hang out and uh, made plays out there. Can you talk about the way how you played today? You know, I didn't grade, I grade myself an average game today, you know. Um, I fumbled, you know, and some, some routes I didn't get to my right depth and stuff like that. But all in all, Dan put the ball in the right place. Coach was calling great plays today. And, uh as our job as receivers, we just got to go out there and just play catch and make plays, you know. So that's what it came down to. So no, as a unit, you guys didn't have Darius on the field. What kind of right. pressure did that put on you to so the rest of the unit to step oh, up? Oh, we know that Darius is a great player, and we know as a core that, you know, if Darius ain't there, everybody else got to pick up their game, you know. So we knew that we had a big task ahead of us, but we're, we're ready for it. That's okay. I thought the spacing was uh, exceptional tonight. Uh -huh. The wide receivers and the way you space the field. Right. I mean, it, it comes from play design, sure, but sure. your ability to run routes as well. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. You know, we we prepare ourselves every day. You know, we run routes on air. We run routes against the the greatest D. I'd say, you know, our D. Mm -hmm. So, our iron sharpens iron. So, you know, we know we would have to come and be prepared for this week. How about playing Cleveland now? Round two. Playing Cleveland, yeah, we've been watching film on them too. So you know, it's always tough to play a, another team for the second, third, fourth time. We'll like what we will have to do against Cleveland. So, like I said, back to the drawing board. We're going to check the tape and uh, get it right for next week. I feel to get a win back in front of the home fans. Man, you know these these are the greatest fans in the uh, in the AFL. So to get a win in front of them is awesome. Let's talk a little bit more about Cleveland. I mean, you guys have grown clearly over the last couple of weeks. Right. I'm sure you can say the same about them. Mm -hmm. I know you probably haven't gotten to check the film yet, but if no. there's something that you saw in game one that you think they might be able to get better at, what would that be? Shoot, they're a scrappy team, you know, so they, we always got to come prepared for uh, Cleveland. It's always going to be like a rivalry out there, so we always know we have to come Every week, we have to come with our A game. So regardless, if it's Cleveland, Portland, Jacksonville, whatever, we got to come with our A game as Philadelphia. So, Is there any sort of edge to take out? Obviously, this year is a little different, them getting pushed over to another conference. But when you look at the calendar and it, it is Cleveland, is there any sort of different feeling of, about this kind of a matchup? I'm pretty sure it's going to be at home this week, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. so it's going to be a home game. So they're going to have to travel to us. So that's a little, little bit different that we get to play against our in front of our the greatest fans. You like uh, our fans, so it's going to be good. Again, this is the Philadelphia Soul pregame show, and Rob, I think a big key tonight is going to be the return of Darius Reynolds. You mentioned him as a key guy and had a couple touchdown receptions in that first game against Cleveland. Did not play against Portland. They clearly didn't need him against the Steel, but did not play because he was at a CFL tryout, and that's worked into the contracts for some of these star players that, hey, if there's an opportunity to essentially 
try to play up, if you will, to move on to greener pastures, that you can do that. Don't have all the details as to why it had to be this exact day and this exact moment when it was last Sunday's game that this is when this tryout was and the only time they could see him. But, again, no worse for the wear, routed the steal, and now he is back with fresh legs and ready to go tonight. Yeah, and it's, I mean, you, you think back to the uh, the profile we did on him, and he's a guy that has experience at that next level. So um, some of these guys, you know, they sort of hope that this is a stepping stone, some way to sort of fill the time in between now and, and when they get that call or, or potentially have a team that looks at them from one league or another. Um, you know, Reynolds had experience at the NFL level and, and just happened to get a call. And But, yeah, like you said, it was just sort of fortunate that it came at a time when, you know, the Soul were hosting a team that was coming cross country and, and didn't necessarily need them on the field to to really put up some some pretty impressive numbers. We'll take a quick break and come back on the other side. When we do, we will go through the roster of the Cleveland Gladiators and really figure out where the crux of this team is and what the challenges will be. You're listening to the pregame show here on Bob Long Sports. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com. 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. Elmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. 
BobLongSports.com gives you not only the best radio broadcasts on the internet, but plenty of articles as well. Stay up to date on your Penn State football team. Stay up to date on college football, the MLB, the NFL, and every other major sport out there. Tune in to all the radio shows and be sure to check our website regularly to see what content we have up now. And when you hear that jingle... Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. You know you're in the right place. And we welcome you back to the Wells Fargo Center where the 1-2 and two Cleveland Gladiators come to town to take on the 2-1 and one Philadelphia Soul. Bob Long, Rob Stott alongside right now the Soulmates doing a dance routine out at the middle of the field. And Rob, as we prepared for this game today, it's very interesting to see what's going to happen at the quarterback situation. We can only preview this so much because... It's just going to depend on who starts. There have been two quarterbacks that have seen significant time and pretty much splitting snaps. Chris Diker has played 35 snaps. Dennis Avrilla, he's played 34 snaps. Avrilla, the much better stat line, five touchdowns and one interception. To Dykers, two touchdowns and four interceptions. Where that plays out in this game will be very interesting to Seoul. May not know exactly what to scout. They saw Diker the first time around, and very likely, I would think, to see Havrilla. But again, you just don't know. Yeah, it seems like uh, there, there's not really any rhyme or reason. To, I guess the that Cleveland had uh, Diker in there the first first game or so, uh, and then Havrilla the most recent starts. So I'd imagine it doesn't. Not sure if it's one of those things you think of the the playoffs or at least the Flyers in a sense. With you go with the hot goalie down the stretch. Um, and, and, you know, maybe Havrilla is just the hot hand at the moment, uh, certainly is playing that way, so has deserved and earned that time, I'd presume. But um, like you mentioned, it's just one of those things where I, they're both able to start in this league, so it, it's just a matter of who, who uh, the gladiators decide to throw out there when, when push comes to shove. And whether it's Diker or Havrilla, they will have some weapons to throw to in the wide receiver core. Dominic Goodman, Rob, he's caught 17 passes for 133 yards and one TD. Thyron Lewis right behind just with 16 catches, so just one off the pace set by Goodman. But he's caught two touchdown passes and for 180 yards. Then Colin Taylor is the third guy. Kind of a forgotten guy, Rob, because he's only caught eight passes. It's been for 99 yards, but a big red zone type target. He has four touchdowns, and that leads the team. Yeah, and it's it's one of those quarters. I mean, you think about the Arena Football League. It's you're going to have multiple wide receivers, uh, multiple threats on the field at a time. So it's going to be a big test for the soul. Um, you would like to see them carry the momentum over from the last game uh, against Portland, where they were able to to really play their the press coverage that they like to play, um, and. and you know, keep the receivers up at the line, cause some disruption in their routes, and uh, hopefully they can do the same here today against the Gladiators. And Rob, I think the depth of this Cleveland Gladiators wide receiver core will really test the depth of the defensive back core for the Philadelphia Soul. I mean, we talked last week about Dwayne Hollis and the job he would need to do against the wide receiver Tom Gilson for Portland, and he did just that. But again, now it's got to be Tracy Belton. Now it's got to be Larico Stevenson 
to be able to go over the top and guard these three wide receivers. That, I think, is my key to the game. The Elmark Signs and Graphics key to the game tonight will be the depth of the secondary for the soul and can they keep up with the three-headed monster in this wide receiver core for this team out of Cleveland. Yeah, and they, they certainly were able to do it uh, last week. You know, got a little lax down the stretch. You have a big lead. Those kinds of things happen. Uh, but, you know, for the, for the most part throughout the game, um, they, they didn't look like a team that was, you know, giving up the most yards prior to last week coming uh, into, into the game through the air. So uh, really turned things around and, and looked well. Uh, we're doing their thing and, and um, hopefully can carry that momentum into this game. So it's, it's just one of those things we're going to have to see what they can do. Hopefully they, you know, they like we said, they like to play that tight coverage and disrupt the receivers. Um, so maybe it worked the first time around, uh, and we'll see what they're able to do today. This is the official Philadelphia Soul pregame show, and it's live every single home game on Bob Long Sports. We will now go to our feature interview, and every single game we'll do this. We'll have a player on towards the end of the show, and that will be our feature. We'll send you down to the field now. We have Dwayne Hollis with us now here on the official Philadelphia Soul pregame show. Dwayne, first let's talk about the game against the Steel. Uh, a great effort, and you were on Gilson. And uh, how about the matchup that he provided, and, and you guys did a great job defensively. Well, we, we use this game as a bounce-back game because that's not us last week. We, we don't play like that. This is a brand of football we like to play, and we had a good game plan. So. Next is Cleveland. Cleveland Gladiators are really uh, you know, a big rival for you guys. You guys have spent many, many years in the same conference. Obviously, that changes this year, but to have them come into your building after already getting them on the road, what type of challenge does that provide? It's going to provide a great challenge because, you know, they're chippy, we're chippy, we're rivals. We take it, take that game as such, so it's going to be pretty physical when, we come, when they come out here next week. Talk about just the defensive matchup you guys as a whole this week, uh, bouncing back what it was like after, you know, Jacksonville coming in, uh, you know, the home opener didn't really have it just to be able to bounce back as a team. We knew that that's not the type of defense uh, we are. We didn't we didn't play well on either side of the ball, but that's not the type of team we are. So we had to come back, bounce back, and show the world what, what we can do. This is Dwayne Hollis on the Soul Pregame Show. Dwayne, take us back. What was your path to get here to Philadelphia? Where'd you play your college ball, and how'd you end up here? Ooh, I went to college in a D3 school, so All-American or not. Didn't really get a good look. I uh, went overseas for a year and actually played receiver. And then I came back and then I went to an indoor league with, in the PFL with the Lehigh Valley Steelhawks. And then after that, I had a great season there. And then I came to training camp and now I'm here. Now, one thing I don't know anything about is the overseas aspect of football. What country did you play and what league was that? I actually played in Finland in the Finnish league. It's called the Maple League. So it was a great experience, though. And what has your experience been like? with the Philadelphia Soul and the AFL in general? Oh, great experience. Uh, they treat, treat us well. I can't complain. I have no complaints. Talk a little bit about that experience of wide receiver, just sort of obviously you know, going over to the other side of the ball, what that does for you. It does a lot. It actually, it just helps my hands just catching the ball repeatedly and catching it the right way. So it translates when the ball's in there, I can go get it. Do you get on yourself more when you drop passes that come to you on the other side of the ball? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't get those often. So when you do, you got to take advantage of it. Awesome. Well, Dwayne, we appreciate the time. Thanks for being on the show with us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, as always, for the soul. And 
they're very warm hospitality when it comes to making players available. And that was that was a great interview there, Rob. Really shed some light on what this team is going through. And again, the story of how these guys get here. It's a wonderful thing and stories that need to be told about the Arena Football League. Yeah, it's a really unique league. To just players that, uh, you know, football might might have been sort of their first love in, a, in their past life coming through college and up through the ranks and all, but just didn't didn't have um, enough to make it right out of college, per se, maybe, into that next level. So this is sort of a, a stopping place for them, stopping grounds to work on their craft. Or, you know, even you see guys all over the place that this isn't their primary job or it's not their only job. So uh, just some really interesting characters and, and a fun way to sort of get to know them a little more than, than just what you see on the field. And that's about all the time we have here from the Wells Fargo Center. You've been listening to the official pregame show of the Philadelphia Soul, and it's here every single home game on Bob Long Sports. We'll now toss you to our colleagues at 97.5 The Fanatic. They call every single home game, and they do a great job. That's 97.5 on your radio dial or on the TuneIn app. We will not be here next week. Next week they are on the road, a 10 o'clock start against the L.A. Kiss, and then the following week, that will be a home game against the Tampa Bay Storm, 7 p.m. on May 6th. For my color commentator and co-host Rob Stott, I'm Bob Long. We'll see you next time here on Bob Long Sports.